Saxian. He is a Vietnam veteran and the one-time mayor of Willisville, Illinois, Mr. Charlie Hoskins. Charlie, good to see you. Good to see you, Will. Good, good to have you here. You know, you call up the station from time to time, and you've always just been a real encouraging type of guy. And uh, the last time you called, sometime last week, I said, Charlie, you know, you just need to come over and be on the show with me sometime. And, of course, as you always do, you obliged. Yes, sir. So um, I want to talk to you today as a guy who has been in the military, a person who's been involved in uh, Southern Illinois as a mayor. But I want to start today by talking about your, well, who, who you are. You're 78 years old as we sit yes, here sir. today. And were you born and raised in Southern Illinois? Yes, yes, sir. I was born at Coderville, Illinois. Mm-hmm. I, went to, I was born and raised on a farm. My dad was a coal miner. And I went to Corderville High School and, and graduated in 62. Uh-huh. And I worked at Sparta Printing for 32 and a half years. And, and then I, then I uh, joined the Marine Corps in 1968 when I was 24 years old mm-hmm. because I, I had the need to help people. Yeah. And, and, and plus, I was born in 1944, which, which, which I had a lot of friends and stuff that was World War II veterans. Sure you did. And, and plus, I was, I was born and raised when they had to fight a war over, over Europe and places. And I felt an obligation to, to them to take care of their grandchildren. So I enlisted. Mm-hmm. And it was, I went to Marine Corps in San Diego, California. And then I, I landed in, in Vietnam in 1968, November 20th. You remember the very day? Yes, sir. Were you afraid? Well, we're cautious and afraid when you, you know, it's, see, so I landed there at Da Nang. It's four o'clock in the morning. We was on a big 747. There's about 300 Marines on this plane. And we landed, was getting ready to land. They started getting incoming on the airfield. As you were coming into As Vietnam for the in. very first time. Yes, sir. So we had to, we had to, the pilot said, we're getting incoming. We got to fly back up and, and we got to try again. And and, we, and finally we landed. I looked out the windows and seen all that fire and explosions going on all around us. And finally we landed, and 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 it's, and we had our brand new uniforms and stuff on camouflage. And as we got off that plane, it's like going into a twilight zone. We've seen these soldiers that have been there a long time. Young men look like old men, haggard, not shaven, long hair. And they and, and they looked at us like FNGs, mm-hmm. you know. And and we, we had a year to, to do the same thing they did. It was really uh, heart wrenching, knowing that that we'd be there at the, in the same situation for 13 months. When when you joined the Marines, uh, did you just go to a recruitment station or something and say, "I want to join the Marines"? Well, what it was, see, uh, back then I was 24 years old, and I was, uh, and I used to drink, I used to drink beer back then, mm-hmm. you know. And so me and my buddy Rick Hurst, we was, we was in, he's in World War II, and so they had a sign on a on a post office that said, uh, "Join the Marine Corps." So I told Rick, I said, "Rick, you know, if I had a dime, I'd get on the payphone there, and I'd I'd call him, listen to the Marine Corps today." Uh huh. He said, "Well, here's here's your dime, Charlie," <laughs> and I. Call, <laughs> I, I called that Marine Corps recruiter at Carbondale, Staff Sergeant Carl Green. Uh huh. And I said, I said, I want to join the Marine Corps today. He said, Really? I said, Yeah. He said, Where are you at? I said, I'm at Thomas's Tavern in Coldeville. <laughs> he 
He said, I'll see you tomorrow. And, <laughs> and here I am. I'm sober, too. I mean, uh-huh. here he pulls up at their green station wagon. He, he, drove, he drove to, to Coulterville? Coulterville, they let, list me up. and I, He it, drove to your house? No, he drove to that tavern. <laughs> Thomas' tavern. <laughs> and enlisted you there in the parking lot or, or in, inside the tavern? Inside. We've had a beer together. Oh, really? Yeah. So anyway, and, and I ended up in, uh, in in San Diego in April of 2000, I mean, of 1968, mm-hmm. and went through my, my training and stuff. Was that training uh, more difficult than you expected it to be? Yes, it was, Will. It's was, it was really hard on you. But, you know, but you got to, but the, the Marine Corps, they, they train you hard. Yeah. Because they didn't give you no... Mercy? No mercy at all, you know, and, and what it was, and it's a, it's a darn good thing we did get that because at the end, in a war zone, you better have it, mm-hmm. you know. What was the hardest part about it? I mean, was there... Boot camp. But but I, of, of of boot camp. The I training. Mean, did, did they make you run 20 oh, miles yeah. or yeah, they, what? They, they, they run, make you run, they make you do calisthenics, and, and they make you march in full pack, you know, you know, uh, they call it route stepping. Uh-huh. You'd route step the, the mountains of California and trying to get in shape and, and make you run. And you'll be like, like hundreds of the group, you know. I was, I was in good shape back then. Mm-hmm. And I could do it pretty good. And they could do push-ups, set-ups, and, and take it to gun ranges and, 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 and train you on the M14 rifle. Were you a good shot? I was, I was, a, I was a moderate in, in between, mm-hmm. you know. But but I I I I, I qualified and everything, but I, I wasn't no sharpshooter. Yeah, was there anybody that dropped out of your group whenever you were going through basic training that you remember that couldn't couldn't make it? Yeah, some of them did because they couldn't do it. They couldn't handle it. A lot of them, uh, you know, was weaklings and and they had problems, you know, and 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 they just let them drop out. Mm-hmm. You know, but but we but we all try to stay, you know, and stay in control. So how long did you end up uh, staying in Vietnam? One year. I, I stayed from November to October. It'd be about eleven months. And did you stay in the military? How long? I stayed in there just, just under two years. Uh huh. I lived there for two years. And you've shown me some pictures. You yeah. brought some photos in of your time when you were in Vietnam, and most of them are pictures of you uh, running a, a large piece of artillery uh, that was along the Ho Chi Minh Trail. Uh, what was that piece that you were operating? It was a it was a self propelled M one oh nine howitzer one five five. It was uh it, it was on track. Uh huh. And, and and we used to follow the ninth Marines wherever they went, and you know, and, and far far support for them. And how much did one of the rounds weigh? Ninety eight pounds. And how far would it fire? Fire about twenty mile. Mm hmm. So when you're firing, I assume in support of troops that are out in the field. And so, how would that you were work? You were on a telephone. Yes, sir. We we had earphones. We we, we had you know on our ears. Yeah. And, and, Lean and, up a little closer to the mic. Okay. And and see if he was a gunner. He was either a gunner or a gunner. Mm-hmm. And and the gunner was the one that got on 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 the microphone on the earpieces. And the FO out in the field would would be having trouble with the enemy. Mm-hmm. So anyway, the enemy would be in a certain area, and he'd want us to wipe them out. Mm. Or you know, and, and get rid of them. So he called in the art, a a artist, you know, and you know, and to tell us where there's at. 
And, and so anyway, we'd, he'd, we'd give us a you know, circumference and, and an altitude to shoot. And, and then he'd say, fire. Mm. And we'd shoot. And he'd say, you missed the shot a little bit high. And he gives another coordinates. And then we'd do it again. And usually the third shot, we was right on target. Mm-hmm. And then he'd say, far for effect. And then we'd shoot un- until he'd say stop, until the enemy was gone. Right. Did your position ever come under attack itself where you were? Yes, it did. In what way? Usually for incoming. See, if, if, if we was firing for the, uh, for the 9th Marines and stuff, in order to quieten us, they'd start incoming with us. Mm-hmm. And it, it was time. And usually at every place we went, we'd dig what you call a foxhole, you know, where we can lay in it if it keeps me getting attacked. Right. And, and, and usually I remember one morning, you know, it was about 4 o'clock in the morning when they hit us real bad. And they, uh, man, just day and night, we, they, we, they shot at us, we shot at them. And and finally, for four days and four nights, they, they finally quit shooting, and we did also. That was artillery fire back and forth? Yeah, incoming for rocket stuff. Mm-hmm. And so anyway, we, uh, and so I looked at Sergeant Trail, my sergeant, looked at him and said, Sarge, to really live, one must nearly die. I said, I said, from this day forward, it's been a good Lord all the way. Mm-hmm. And it has been all, all my life since. Because with that same battle that I was firing for, you know, there was like two or three of them that I knew personally. Yeah. They got killed. Mm-hmm. 18 years old. You know, I would, well, I, Eddie Parris from Riss was one of them. And he was just an 18 year old kid. Wow. And, and you know, and, and being in a firefight, you, you never forget it. You know, and I'm on, you know, I, I go to the VA and everything else, and I'm a, I got PTSD from it. Mm. I get a pension from PTSD. Plus, two years ago, I got bladder cancer caused with Agent Orange from Vietnam. Mm. And and I and I belong to the uh, Colterville VFW Post, 68, 65, and and we got an honor guard. And you participate in that. And, and, and I'm a chaplain, mm. and we participate for our, our fallen veterans. No matter where we go, we 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 we, we lay them to rest. Well, I know you've been a strong Christian your whole yeah, life. I sure have been. And I know that you're a deacon in your church. Where do you go to church now? Uh, Camel Hill Community Church. It's non-denominational. Mm-hmm. And. Um, I remember so many times, Charlie, over the years, whenever you've called and complimented yes, or commented on something here at the, the radio station, you've been listening to this station ever since it first came on the air. 1982 on. Yeah. And I'll never forget whenever uh, Harold, the former owner of the station, came into the oh, studio man. one day, and uh, he had had some back problems or something. And he needed a lift chair, like a chair to, that, that would recline and kind of help him get back up. He was having to sleep in it for a period of time. And he, you know, as he would always do, I would, I got done with a segment and he just barged into the studio and said, uh, well, I need a, a lift chair. Get on the radio and tell everybody I need a lift chair. And Oh, that's Harold. And I, I said, a what? And he said, you know, one of them chairs for old people. I got to be able to get them down. And... 
So I said, okay, and so I got on the air, and I said, uh, the station owner says he needs a lift chair. If anybody's got one that he, he could have, he'd appreciate it. And within about 15 minutes, Charlie, you were down here at the station with one. With a nice reclining chair. Yeah. <laughs> a real good one, buddy. <laughs> and I'll never and forget I that. I love Harold Lawler. I loved him. Yeah. He was a good He's good a man, buddy. of course. And he never got that. Yeah. Charlie, uh, we're going to continue visiting with you this afternoon yes, here on the Will Stevens Show. We'll take the first break, and we'll be back with more right after this. And we're back here on the Will Stevens Show on WXAN. 12.24 p.m. is the time. You can send me a text message on the TJ's Fine Jewelry check, uh, text line at 618-426-3308. And we get a message in, Charlie. It says, would you ask Charlie if he knew Seymour Donald Phillips from Coulterville? Yes, I did. He worked at Sparta Printing, too. That was my father. So we got uh, Mr. Phillips' son, our daughter, uh, I suppose, listening. Uh, yeah, I knew Seymour Phillips for years. Mm-hmm. And I worked at Sparta Printing with him. And, in fact, his, his father was my principal at one time at Coulterville School, and Mr. Phillips. So... You were mayor of uh, Willisville from 1982 to 1986? Probably close to it, Will, yes. Right in that time period. Uh, Why did you want to run for mayor? They asked me to. Oh, really? You know, I was always a, uh, you know, see, I I used to play uh, Santa Claus for the people in town. Okay. But I was with the fire department, Uh and I got to know all the people, and, and, you know, I, 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 I love my city. And I, and I think people lo- loved me also, you mm-hmm. know. But uh, but it was, just, it was just an honor. It's it just like you, Will, serving as mayor of Murfreesboro. It's an honor to serve your public. Yeah, it is. That's, that's why I did it. It is. Was there anything really memorable that happened during your time as mayor? I'm sure there's a lot of different things come to we mind. We had a tornado one time real bad that, that blew that blew a lot of things around when I was mayor. Really? And trees was down all over town. Otherwise, it was uh, the just well, of course, the strip joint mm-hmm. had a strip joint, which we that soon we got rid of that. But uh, that's about it, Will. I mean, the coal mine, I'm sure, was really the coal mines is booming back then at the time. Yeah, and uh, otherwise, we had we had to put a brand new sewer system in, which we had to take care of mm-hmm. and i got the the kincaid water district to come in our city we used to have wrong wells oh really and we, we took care of that well it sounds like you got quite a bit done in one term yeah and anyway and another thing we had a sewer problem in town to where we had a sewer pond you know on the edge of town and and then the coal mine you know I, you know i i dealt with the coal mine and got 26 acres give give to our town mm. And hundred thousand dollars to put a a spray system on this twenty six acres instead of, of having a build up in a in a sewer pond, we we sprayed it out on on the ground mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and evaporated. Sure, um, Charlie, you were talking about during the commercial break how much the uh, radio station here at WXAN has meant to you over the years. I wasn't planning on having you really talk about that, but you were pretty um, passionate about it. Uh, just Talk about that. Well, back years ago in 1982, I, you know, I, I worked a lot of second shift back then, and and, and WXA and radio was was just coming in to uh, focus back then, mm-hmm. and and that's what Bill McCarty and a bunch of them was over it, and 
And, I, and I'd always listen to him. Anytime I had the radio on, I'd always got the message. You had so many good, good preachers on there, you know, that, that I always, it was inspiration to me. Yeah. And, and it's and I, and I and I and I was a great believer in in the good Lord. You know, the Lord, you know, has been been so good to me. And plus, but by by the radio station being here it was like a beacon, a beacon in, during the night. You know, to where I used to even listen to it at two or three o'clock in the morning. Mm. You know, at, at the radio station, and plus, and, and then Will came here back back a few years after that, and he was such a wonderful person also here, and Harold Lawler. Yeah. And and Bill McCarty and a bunch of them was was so decent to people, and and, the, and this this radio station still is, it was with Danny Hood here, and 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 thank God Danny Hood's running it now. Amen. And and, and with Will as a general manager. <laughs> well, I don't know how good I do anymore, but uh, I'm just trying to muddle along as best as I can. Uh, Charlie Hoskins in the studio with me today. You also once worked at uh, Coulterville Care Center. And you were the head of maintenance there. Yes, sir. And one of the things that I enjoy about you, Charlie, is that you're just such a helper. And whenever you're in a situation, whether it's a job or wherever you are, uh, if somebody has a need, you try to help yes, them. And you sort of became like a uh, lay minister of sorts over there. Yes, sir. And, I, you know, I, do, I, I worked there from uh, 2003 to 2012. And I was a maintenance director, and I was on call seven days a week, 24 hours a day, if something happened. And and, and one of my greatest, and you know, my, one of my greatest deals I ever had going on there was was I, I was a prayer warrior. And and I love I love these these are senior citizens so much that that they most of them knew me because I was born and raised around Coldwell for right. one thing. And and it. If, if these old people, I ain't gonna call them, I'm gonna call them senior citizens, because, <laughs> because if they if they had a problem or they or they wanted to know something or they wanted a prayer, they 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 always I'd be walking by their room. They'll say, Charlie, come in and pray with us, and I go in and I pray with them with several people I prayed with, mm. and I I remember one time, you know, we had this good friend Elma Sin. He was a he acted my cousin, in a way. He's in his seventies, and he would he'd been in the nursing home for, for quite a while. So anyway, I was working on something, and his sister come to the nursing station. She said, "Charlie, Elmer needs prayer. Would would you, would you come and pray with the family with us?" I said, "I sure will." So I went in there to their room, and there was Noel, Rick, Bill, and his daughter, and all of them all around his bed. And, and I said, let's all hold hands here. And and so I I grabbed Elmer's hand. And when he'd been in a coma or something for two or three days. He didn't know nobody. Showed no emotions. I grabbed his hand. I said, everybody join hands. So I prayed with Elmer. And I felt the Holy Ghost come in that room. And so after after I left there, and they all thanked me, I let them be their father. And so went with the funeral home. The, the, the couple of days later, Pyatt funeral home in Coldeville. He'd passed away. He had passed away. And so I, I, I went to the funeral, and and Noel's wife, she said, Charlie, I want to tell you something. She said, whenever, after your prayer was over with, there was tears coming out of Elmer's eyes. Mm. He he got the word, 
and I, I just I thank the good Lord for being in a position where I can help somebody out. Yeah. Well, that's been the way that I've always found you to be. Uh, Charlie Hoskins in the studio with me today. It's 1230. He is a uh, Vietnam vet, a prayer warrior, longtime listener of WXAN, and a one-time mayor of Willisville, Illinois. He is a what I'd call a true Southern Illinoisan in every way. Yes, sir. We will uh, take another break and be back with more after this. We get a few text messages in. We say hello to the mayor of Sunfield, my grandmother, Betty O'Keefe, also known as Daggy. <laughs> David England texts in and says, loving the interview today. Thank you, David, for listening. You can send us a text message on the TJ's Fine Jewelry text line at 618-426-3308. That's 618-426-3308. We've been visiting with Charlie Hoskins today, a guy that I call a true Southern Illinoisan in so many ways. And uh, Charlie, you've got family, uh, six kids, I believe. Yes, sir. I got six kids. I got Beverly. I'm married over, for over 51 years now. Wow. And you know, there's a funny story about that. See, back years ago when I was in Vietnam, I'd mar- I was married then. Uh-huh. I mean, to, to, to this lady. Mm-hmm. And so when I was in Vietnam there, I, I got a Dear John letter from my wife. Oh, really? Things aren't working out. So they says. wasn't working out. She she got tired of me, you know, and you know, they, she divorced me because I was missing in, in action. Okay. Which is a good, good reason. So I give her a divorce. Mm-hmm. So, so I get home, you know, in, in uh, 1970 and meet my wife, Beverly. Right. Mm-hmm. She's a blessing to me, and said so. We had we had twin girls, oh wow, a son, and and a, and, a, and another daughter, Charlene, and and I got two two daughters, twins, Marl and Carla. They're both nurses. Wow, and, and I've been blessed. Well, you've been through what I'm going through then with my twins. Yes, sir. It's a pleasure. It's a it's something. <laughs> let me tell you. So, were were your twin girls the first children you had? No, sir. I had a son, then a then a, a daughter, Charlene, then my twin girls. Okay. Wow. Well, so you had a little bit of practice before the twins came along. See, I didn't have any <laughs> practice. Yeah, I know, Will. But I you... just got shot out of a cannon, kind of <laughs> like the guy at the circus, you know. But anyway, uh, speaking of that, Martin, everybody likes a, a twins uh, update. Uh, Martin has been home from daycare yesterday and today because he's been what I would call puny. He um, has been running a little bit of a temperature. He puked a couple times, and he's just generally cranky, and yeah. you can't take him to daycare when they got a fever. And But I think he's mostly on the mend. Uh, he was napping when I left to come up here i hope he can go to daycare tomorrow so i can have a regular day's work if i don't start working more regular they're going to end up firing me you know um so i don't i don't think that's actually going to happen but anyway uh charlie hoskins in the studio 51 years married huh? 51 years married and you're so, the funniest part about it but did, did you have a big celebration last year for your 50th anniversary or yeah we had one at camel hill at the lit legion okay well yeah, good yeah we had, we had a good celebration yeah and then the funniest part of this is I took went on an honor flight back in nine in two thousand nineteen, me and my daughter Marla. Uh-huh. And so anyway, we was all on the plane there and somebody said, uh she said, Charlie, he said, uh, was you was you married? I said, Well, yeah, I said, I was married one time, but I got a dear John letter when I was in Vietnam <laughs> and, and and my daughter Marla, she said, Boy, we're glad of it too, otherwise I wouldn't be around. <laughs> and so oh, I met man. my wife. We've been 51 years. Did you throw that letter away? 
Which no, which what letter? But no, the, I the, the dear John letter. Oh, I didn't. I didn't care about that. I, I even threw the wedding ring I had off in the jungle. Is that right? Yeah. Well, somebody picked it up and pawned it years ago. I'm yep, sure it probably did. Yeah. Anyway, well, Charlie, anything else you want to uh, mention since while we've been in here chewing the fat on the radio today before we let you go? Well, I'll tell you what. It's been a pleasure being here today. You yeah. Know, and uh, and I and I want to thank you know. I want to thank the good Lord to begin with. See, every night before I go to bed at night, me and my wife, we, we hold hands, we pray. Mm. Because there's so much so much pain and stuff in this world today. And I pray for everybody. Not just and there's I I got so many on my mind that I just can't mention one person in particular a lot of times. Right. But I always pray, Lord. You know, give me and the wife rest tonight, and put the angels around all my children and everybody. I said, Lord, and 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 tomorrow morning, we expect another gift from you, Lord. We love you, and 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 we and we we're always glad to be in your presence. Amen. Charlie Hoskins, our guest today. Charlie, thanks for coming in and being with me. I really well, appreciate you're, it. You're sure welcome, Will. It's been a pleasure.